0: everybody. Welcome to International Church of Vilnius, everybody that's here this morning and everybody joining us online. Good morning to you. As we join each other this morning, may we also join with the psalmist in saying, may these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. We pray this together, our Heavenly Father. Our first hymn uh, this morning is hymn 451, It Is Well With My Soul. If you please stand and sing.
1: friends in Christ, let us draw near to God our Father with a true heart to confess our sins and ask him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to forgive us. Most Most merciful God, we confess confess that we have sinned against against you in thought, word, and deed, by By what what we have have done done, and by by what we we have left undone. undone. We We have have not loved you with our whole heart. heart. We have have not not loved our neighbors as ourselves. ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed is the Lord, for he has heard the voice of our prayer. Therefore, shall our hearts dance for joy, and in our song we will praise our God.
0: Our responsive reading this morning comes from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Our second hymn this morning is 341 Amazing Grace. If you please stand and sing.
2: Reading Genesis 8 20 to 22. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds. He sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures, as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Second reading, Romans 12, 1-8. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us have one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, uh, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts, according to the grace given to each of us. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then uh, lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs> Gospel of Matthew six twenty four to twenty six sixteen twenty four to twenty six. Then Jesus told his disciples, "If anyone would come after me, let him de- deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it." For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall man give in return for his soul? This is the Gospel of Christ. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ.
0: This text in Matthew, it's a great picture that Jesus paints for his disciples and for us. And uh, I should apologize, I could secretly get away with this, but I was actually going to preach on Romans 12, which is why the passage was longer. But I decided to switch to Matthew 16. Um, so I'll, I'll read uh, some, of the, some of the lead up of the passage, uh, starting in verse 21. As we go. But in verse 21, it says, From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem to suffer many things. Now, it's easy to sometimes forget or to overlook little details like disciples. What is a disciple but someone who follows someone else in in learning from them, in lifestyle, especially in this context? following Jesus learning from him copying his ways so that they may go and live like him so when Jesus tells them he's going to Jerusalem the center of their religious structure not only just to suffer but to to suffer at the hands of the elders of their people of the chief priests of the teachers of the law and then to be killed it sparks something in their mind. Well, if I'm following Jesus, I'm following him to his death, which means that I might be following Jesus to my death if I'm to be like my master. He tells them he's going to suffer many things. That It's at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, the teachers of the law. Now, these are people that they would respect. There's, these are people that they would have grown up revering from their parents and from their parents' parents. They've been told these are the people that are in power they're the people that you want to be like when you become older. They're they're the people that are able to administer justice and judgment upon the people of Israel according to the law. Which is what the Pharisees did and and they had the the cultural clout to tell people what was right and wrong according to their interpretations. Everything about what Jesus is saying is leading them against what they would want for themselves. Now, God often calls us to things that we wouldn't choose or desire. But the result is the best possible scenario for us or for others. And what we wish to receive in our lives can lead to uh, our stumbling or other people's stumbling. Let me repeat that. God often calls us to things that we wouldn't choose or desire. But the results is the best possible scenario for ourselves or for others. And what we wish to receive can lead to our stumbling or others Stumbling. So, Peter, he probably didn't even hear the part where he would be raised from the dead. He only heard being killed, being judged. So he takes Jesus aside. This is an interesting word, and what we'll see in in verse 22 onward to the rest of the section is this kind of... uh, Positioning, not just in language, but it's describing their positioning to each other, which helps us understand what's happening. So Peter puts his arm. He takes him aside, the text says. And I think it's in a loving way because it's often used as bringing someone, accepting them in. We can see that maybe he put his arm around Jesus and said, look, we need to talk. (laughs) We need to talk. Never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Because Peter understands who Jesus is. He understands that Jesus shouldn't die, that Jesus doesn't deserve punishment. He doesn't deserve to go to the religious center of their lives and be judged by people who they have been combating for the last three years. But I think maybe in his mind too, he's thinking this shall never happen to us because what God is calling them to do is not what they would desire. And the results aren't what they wish. But the result of Jesus going to Jerusalem to suffer and die and to be raised again from the dead results in what's best for others. So he receives Jesus to his side and he says, never, Lord. And notice we have another position here. Verse 23, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. Peter thought that he was helping Jesus by taking him aside and saying, Jesus, let me, let me explain to you. I don't, think you've, I don't think you're heading in the right direction. And, and Jesus says, you are next to me trying to show me love and compassion, but you really need to be behind me because what I'm doing is what God wants. But what you want is against that. God calls us to do things that we wouldn't choose or desire, but the results are, are often the best possible scenario for us or others. Peter was stopping Jesus because he thought the result would be better for Jesus if he didn't go. And Jesus says, no, the results will be better for you if we do. It doesn't make sense to him. So he says, get behind me, Satan. It's, it's similar to our own lives. When we think about our lives, we plan, we try to make decisions, we try to think through what uh, we would do in specific scenarios or maybe just in future planning of what we would like to do. But have you ever considered that maybe your thoughts or your plans for yourself are satanic Because that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, Peter, you, you think you're helping me. You think you're doing a good thing, but really you're stopping something that God would want to happen. A stumbling block, maybe not just for ourselves, but for someone else that Peter could actually might have stopped Jesus from going to the cross without even knowing it. He says, you don't have the mind Or the concerns of God, this is verse 23, but the human concerns, the the mind of man, you could say. I ask you this morning, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about your life, your career, your family, your plans, your money, your status in society? Whatever it is, whatever it is that you think about, what are your thoughts like? Are they like the mind of God, which we know is mind of Christ, or is it according to the ways of men and women, men and women of the world? Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says, my ways are above your ways. My thoughts are above your thoughts. As far as the heavens from the earth, my ways and thoughts are above yours. It's a wonderful opportunity to stop and think about our ways, our thoughts, what we care about. Because even when we are fully convinced we're doing the right thing, we may be like Peter and leading Jesus away from someone else or ourselves. That ultimately would bring a tremendous amount of change. Okay, so we've caught up to our passage this morning. Verse 24. Whoever wants to be my disciple. And the NIV interprets this uh, not literally, but it, it literally says, whoever wants to come after me, he, she must deny themselves. Now, this is, this is another positioning thing, following after me. He says, get behind me, Satan. But if you want to follow me where I'm going, you have to deny yourself. You think that you're coming and putting your arm around me, Peter, but really if you want to follow the ways of God, you'll follow me. You'll follow after me like a true disciple. And you must deny, them, deny yourself, reject or disown. It's, it's, it's against human nature. It's against everything that happens naturally in nature, which is survival of the fittest, selection from, from genes that, that are beneficial. <sighs> But it's also our desire. It's our desire to be better, especially if we're competitive. Have you played a game lately? (laughs) That tells you a lot about your, your feelings about how you rank against other people. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself and take up their cross Notice that he didn't say my cross. He's not saying you need to be Jesus and die for the sins of the world, but you have a cross to bear that's just as important when you follow Jesus. What's your cross? It may be something that's in your way that you perceive as a stumbling block. I know in my own life the things that I learn the best from, especially from other people or from God, are often very uncomfortable things. That the pain in your life doesn't usually leave until you've learned what it's doing. Take up your cross and follow me. Notice that he doesn't force his disciples. He doesn't put his arm around them and say, you're coming with me. You have to do this. He says, if you want... To be my disciple. If you want to follow after me, don't take me aside and tell me where to go. Follow where I'm going because I have the mind of God. Take up your cross, lift it up, raise it up, pick it up off the ground and carry it to where it needs to be, and maybe even get on it. Accompany me, follow me. Be with me, we talked about uh, last week in Genesis God went to to be with the people in the garden, fellowship to know them, to be with them that 's what Christ wants. Are you willing to go be with Christ even if it costs you the things that you don't want because god 's calling you to do things that you wouldn 't choose or desire for yourself, but may may actually be the best possible scenario for you or for other people. Jesus is sure was. I don't think in his heart he, he, he was looking forward to getting on the cross, but he knew what it would do for other people. And he knew even when he was being tempted in the desert and the serpent was, was challenging him or, the, or Satan was challenging him Take this bread, take this honor, take this glory. I can give it to you. What we wish to receive can be a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Verse 25, he who would save his life would lose it. This is exactly what what Peter is is doing here. Peter's trying to save his life and he's trying to save Jesus' life. And Jesus says... If you save your life in this scenario, physically, you will lose your life spiritually. You won't be accompanying me. And on the flip side, those who lose their life, who, who, a.k.a. pick up their cross and perhaps die physically, they'll find it. They find it when they accompany Jesus. Jesus. When they, when they follow the calling that God has given, even though it seems unnatural or it's not what they would necessarily choose from the beginning. Those who lose their life would find it. And he ends this, he ends this text with um, a saying here, verse 26. What good is it to gain the whole world and lose their soul, and it may, at first glance, look like two indirect things or unrelated things. You know, you can you can seek 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 to gain uh, status or money or material things, gain the world, everything that's in it that that seems valuable. And uh, maybe as a result of that, you, you, you look the other way in terms of spiritual things and you forget God and you lose your soul in terms of being judged and separated from God. But I don't think it's just a result. I think it's a switch. It's a transaction. This word gain, it, 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 it literally means to acquire, but it also means to avoid loss. And the, the context of, of this word is often in a scenario where you take something that's not very valuable and you trade it with someone to get a better version of what you had. I think sometimes uh, there was a, there's a couple scenarios that I can think of where I knew someone had something that was broken and they traded it. And they didn't tell the person that they traded it with and they ended up getting or trading up, I guess you could say getting an improvement. And that's what this is. Giving their soul for things that appear to be good. Because we often wish to receive the things that cause us stumbling or other people stumbling. And I think it's natural for us to want this. We want to gain. But he's saying, are you willing to gain? Are you willing to to give up the thing that's most important to you which is being with me for things that you want or are you able or willing to do something that doesn't appear attractive but will ultimately give you everything that you ever wished for? Are you trading the world for your soul? It's a direct exchange. Notice that Jesus denied the world For his commitment and obedience to God. He gained, he did trade his soul that the whole world might gain. Verse 27 ends with the passage immediately after this reading. It says, The Son of Man is coming in his Father's glory with his angels to reward each according to what they've done. When we hear the word Son of Man, we think apocalyptic prophetic expectation of the Jewish people the son of man is the is the fulfillment of the jewish scriptures it's a the word apocalypse is like a, a curtain tearing open and something jumping through and 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 kind of breaking up the scene and stopping people so much of jesus's parables are people are going about their life and then something happens that requires either their attention or a decision or something where they are either judged or something has to happen in an immediate, um, immediate time. The Son of Man is coming in His Father's glory. And when I think of the Father's glory, I think of riches. I think of purple robes and regal procession and, and honor and all the things that maybe we would want for ourselves if we could choose it. Jenny and I watched this documentary the other day about, about people who win the lottery, and it doesn't end well for most people. But the, the desire of it draws so many people into it, the chance to get their hands on something that could change their life. And that's why Peter didn't want to go to the cross. He didn't want to go to Jerusalem because it was going to take him away from maybe the good things he wanted from himself. But he's saying, if you follow me to the cross, you will receive my father's glory, which is infinitely better than the world's glory. As he says in the Isaiah 55 passage, what you think is good in your mind is nothing to be compared to what's in my mind for you. My ways are far above your ways. My glory is far above the world's glory. And he's coming with his angels, which tells him that he's coming with authority. Peter was afraid to go to Jerusalem because of the authorities, the elders, the chief priests, the scribes, the teachers of the law. He was afraid of what they would say and do and what they said they would do, which is kill him, Jesus, and perhaps Peter himself. Jesus comes in authority that's greater than worldly authority. He comes in his glory, which is greater than the world's glory. And verse 27 ends by saying he's going to reward each according to what they've done. And we all know what a reward is. It's a payment. It's a it's a It's a transaction. And we know that that reward is not based on our efforts. It's based on our trust and our commitment to Jesus. And his commitment to us through the cross. To reward each according to what they've done. What we've done is a response. How have we responded to this? God's calling us, you and me, Maybe to a situation that we wouldn't choose or desire for ourselves, but when we follow and enter into that scenario, it could be the best scenario for us or for someone else. Sometimes both. But when we follow or wish to receive what, we, what appears to be good, it leads to our stumbling or even the stumbling of someone else causes someone else to be tripped up. This morning as we reflect upon the gospel and what God would have us do and and think it's really really important for us to consider maybe, just maybe there's a mindset or perspective that we have that we think and are convinced is true but might not be true. And that may not be the case. But it was the case with Peter, who was walking with Jesus, who thought that he was committed to him, so much so that he was bold enough to take him and say, look, I don't think you have the right perspective. But when we get close to Jesus, when we get close to him and start to understand the mind of God and and that he's calling us, to love and to have compassion and to have peace and to, and to persevere in, in situations where we find are difficult. When we enter into that and we truly accompany him, we find sometimes that our perspectives are off and that it's that scenario that we find ourselves in that seems uncomfortable, which is really the best result, not just for ourselves but for other people. I'll end with a question. What are some ways in which you or maybe myself are thinking that's causing a stumbling block to other people or to yourself? What are some ways that God might be calling you or speaking into your life that seems painful, that seems uncomfortable, but is truly going to lead you to life? Amen. Let's, let's take a time of silence and reflection. Maybe it's a time for you to, to pray or to admit something or to thank God for something that he's done that you see has been revealed just from reading this passage. Or maybe it's, it's, a, it's a question of, you know, I don't really know what's happening in my life. I'm not really sure what the future holds. I'm, I'm uncertain. It's a wonderful time to pray. God, please show me like you showed Peter How I'm off. How I'm maybe going in the wrong direction. And then we'll stand together and say the Apostles' Creed. So let's let's take just a moment of silence. Would you stand with me, please, as we recite the Apostles' Creed? We believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Uh, you can have a seat. We have a well, pretty much our regular announcements. Bible study on Tuesday, six thirty. Bible study on Wednesday. It's, I said that backwards. Tuesday at seven. Wednesday six thirty. Uh, we've been having a social on Friday. It's kind of just an informal Zoom meeting. Uh, you're more than welcome. Hopefully that will be moved outside in the near future when the, when the lockdown and such is, is lifted. <clears throat> We're going to take our offering now. The offering goes towards uh, specific ministries that we support. One's a, a youth ministry through the, uh, the LKB and Agape. Uh, also a food ministry towards... Uh, the disenfranchised and some people who or are, are, are which are living on the streets. Um, if you'd like to support us, um, please do so and be much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Let's pray, if you would bow with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the great mercy and gift that you've given us through Christ Jesus. And God, I pray that that we would be more mindful of your ways that you've poured out through Scripture and through the church from the earliest days. We thank you for uh, the message that you've given us through Christ that leads us in righteousness and in trust and in faith. And we pray, God, for the power to follow him and to live in a way uh, that would possibly risk uh, things that are uncomfortable or ways that are, don't appear to be good to the world but would be beneficial from you. Uh, we pray for this power. We pray that for this perspective. And we pray that in the midst of that, that we would have great joy knowing and being with you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, we pray for our community in Vilnius. We pray that your spirit would be poured out and people would come to know you, that people would be made aware of the value of knowing you over money, over fame or influence or materialistic things. God, I pray that people would understand that true peace and true justice comes through the gospel. We pray that this community of illness would thrive underneath that understanding. We pray that Your Spirit would be poured out on this city. We pray that You would protect also the city as as people start to be more uh, out in the open and 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 eating and and in public areas. God, we pray that You would protect uh, us from from illness. We pray that You would heal those of us who have had, um, illness recently, uh, specifically Asta, we pray that you would continue to heal her. We thank you that she's here and healthy. Uh, please be with her. Give her rest. We pray for Willie's knee and we pray that he would continue to, uh, strengthen it and that, and that that would be a, uh, an experience that is, that is improved. We thank you for what you're doing. Um, in our community. We thank you for new life. We thank you for the birth of, of Olivier and Uting's uh, daughter, Kamia, and we are very grateful that, that they're able to uh, be parents. Please bless them. Please give them rest. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, we also pray for people who can't be with us today, uh, who may be watching online or other people who are, are sick or can't make it. We pray that you would bless them and God, we pray for our world. We pray for our broken world that, is, that seems to be more and more troubled. And I pray, God, that, that you would provide peace, that you would provide leaders, that you would provide humble examples of mercy and grace and compassion. And we pray, God, that, that peace would rule, not just here, but overseas, and around the world. We pray that, that people would have a, a genuine love for each other because of your love for us. And we pray, God, that that would have an effect, that a resounding effect on, on government, on society. And that more people would experience the joy in Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And let's close our prayer with the Lord's prayer that he taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Our last hymn is fitting, Thine be the glory, 243.
3: Hymn 243. Thine is the glory, risen, conquering Son, in the sins that
0: Lord's benediction this morning. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our ancestors. May he never leave us nor forsake us. May he turn our hearts to him to walk in obedience to him and keep the commands, decrees, and laws he gave our ancestors. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.